Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Welcome. Today, we're going to engage in a spiritual practice that will lead us in the way of love. If this pandemic and all that's happened this year has shown me anything, we need to grow in our capacity to love. 1 Corinthians 13.12 seems to sum up this year pretty nicely. In the message, it says, We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. We don't see things like we think we do. We didn't before this pandemic before the reality of racial unrest came to the forefront this summer, and before this election that has our nation split right down the middle, deeply divided and painfully polarized. We live in an in-between time when the world is not yet right, and yet God is at work inviting us toward wholeness, even in the midst of our uncertainty. So when we can no longer hide or distract ourselves from the brokenness in our hearts, our families, our nation, what do we do? We go back to the basics, to the great commandment. We learn how to love. And yet love is a tricky word, isn't it? What does it really mean? We all have our different definitions based on how we're wired and how we've been formed. Now this became real to me many years ago when I was navigating some tricky relationships. At the time, I came across this definition of love from Dallas Willard that changed my understanding of what it really means. Dallas said that love is willing and working for the good of another. Now this made me rethink not only what I believed love to be, but how I was actually loving those around me. At the time, I was living as if love meant to make people feel good, to accommodate them, and to avoid conflict, which really meant that I wasn't showing up in my relationships, and that wasn't good for any of us. As I continued to study the true nature of love, I came across another quote by Thomas Merton that really helped, and I'm going to read it to you here now. He says, May God preserve me from the love of a friend who would never dare to rebuke me. May he preserve me from the friend who seeks nothing to do but change and correct me. But may he preserve me still more from the one one whose love is only satisfied by being rebuked. Now this little quote includes all the ways we try to love but fall short. So today, in the midst of everything that's going on, do you find yourself being more lenient and enabling with others, never daring to rebuke them? Or do you find yourself being more exacting and demanding of others, always trying to change and correct them? Or are you prone to self-hatred and self-criticism? As we come to God's Word in a few moments, it's important to be honest about where we are. And we want to be open to God, showing us something new. When we engage in God's Word formatively, We're basically saying to him, Lord, this is where I am. Tell me what I need to hear and help me respond so that I can become my best self for your glory and for the sake of others. 
Now, learning to love is a lifelong journey. I certainly have a long, long way to go. Often it feels like we're taking two steps forward and then one step back. So today, let's just be okay with that. And let's see where the Lord will take us as we seek to follow Him. I'm going to read through uh, 1 Corinthians 13 slowly and prayerfully, verses 4 through 7. Now these verses have become so familiar that it's easy to rush right over the words and not really take in their full meaning. So I've expanded on the definitions to help us soak in each quality a little more. I'm going to read the verses two times and then give you space to hit pause after each reading so you can take as much time as you need to reflect and pray. Now there's a lot to digest in these four little verses, so today, just listen for one quality that stands out and seems the most significant to you. For, the, for this first reading, stay with this one quality, letting all the others go for now, and you can revisit them at a later date. So Lord, here we are. We want to increase our capacity to love, to will and to work for the good of those around us, and we acknowledge our tendencies, our tendencies to be overly accommodating or overly exacting. And Lord, we also acknowledge the critic within us that keeps us from receiving the love you so freely give. Help us hear and respond to you today. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7. Love is patient. It's able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Love is kind. It knows that everyone is fighting a great battle and responds accordingly. It is not envious. It doesn't measure its self-worth against another's. It doesn't put itself below others and shrink back. It doesn't want what others have. Love is not boastful, arrogant, or rude. It doesn't measure its self-worth against another's. It doesn't put itself ahead or above others. It doesn't show off, dismiss, or demean others. Love is not self-seeking. It is not always me first. It looks for a win-win whenever possible. It is not irritable or resentful. Love doesn't stuff and then act out its hurt. It keeps short accounts and is honest and reasonable in conflict. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It takes pleasure in the kind of truth that sets us free to be the people God wants us to be. Love bears all things. It's willing to face whatever comes. Love believes all things, or in the words of Richard Foster, it sees things in light of God's overriding governance for good. Love hopes all things. It doesn't get stuck in regret, but learns from the past and continues forward, trusting in God's active and good presence. Love endures all things. It might get tired and need to rest, 
but it will not quit. In these next few moments, hold that one quality that stood out to you with a sense of openness and curiosity before the Lord. Let the meaning sink in. Allow associations to arise and ideas or images to surface. How does this quality of love relate to something in your life right now? Now allow what you're noticing and experiencing to become a dialogue between you and God. Feel free to hit pause now and take as much as you time, as much time as you need to reflect and pray. As I read this passage one more time, listen for an invitation in this one quality of love you're reflecting on today. Here we go. Love is patient, able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming anxious or annoyed. Love is kind. It knows that everyone is fighting a great battle and responds accordingly. Love is not envious. It doesn't measure its self-worth against another's. It doesn't put itself below others and shrink back. It doesn't want what others have. Love is not boastful, arrogant, or rude. It does not measure its self-worth against another's. It doesn't put itself ahead or above others. It doesn't show off, dismiss, or demean others. Love is not self-seeking. It is not always me first. It looks for a win-win whenever possible. Love is not irritable or resentful. It doesn't stuff and then act, act out its hurt. It keeps short accounts and is honest and reasonable in conflict. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It takes pleasure in the kind of truth that sets us free to be the people God has called us to be. Love bears all things. It's willing to face whatever comes. Love believes all things. It sees things in the light of God's overriding goodness. Love hopes all things. It doesn't get stuck in regret, but it learns from the past and continues forward trusting in God's active and good presence. Love endures all things. It might get tired and need to rest, but it will not quit. So considering what you've been discussing with the Lord, what is his invitation to you today? And how might you respond to him in a tangible and practical way, putting what you're receiving into practice? And again, please feel free to hit pause right now if you want more time to process with the Lord.
And as we end, consider sharing what you've discovered with a close friend or loved one. Processing together might help uncover more treasures, and it will also help us feel less isolated and more connected to God and to one another. Our faith grows as we share one another's journey together, and we certainly need that right now. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you resonate with what you've heard today, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Renewing the Center. God bless you, and we look forward to having you back with us next time. Thank you.